Hi guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing and today we're going to talk about someone, um, she's pretty popular on YouTube in the organizing world, um, her name is Cass Arson from Clutterbug and uh, she is in this, she talks about the four organizing styles. Now, she says that she used to think there was only two, and now she says there's four. And I think you'll really like this because you'll be able to see um, that how your mind works. And um, and she has a quiz on clutterbug.com. I believe it's clutterbug.com. You can find the quiz and find out what type of clutter bug you are. I believe I'm a ladybug, but I can relate to so many different ones because I'm an organizer, I guess. Um, the only one um, is butterfly, but let's just go through what she says. Um, hopefully this is... I think this is going to be a little bit long, but I think you'll really enjoy it because it'll help you really understand how your mind works. Um, she, but let me just go ahead and get started. She says, I'm a little bit different in that I'm a recovering super slob. And I have heard some of her stories when she was dating her uh, now husband, she had dirty dishes all hidden in her cabinets and um because she just um was a super slob so i don't know um i she said i struggled with absolute mess and clutter the first 30 years of my life i tried and failed i felt like a failure as a mom a homeowner and a wife I'm still not a naturally organized person despite lots of practice, but I found ways. I found ways to organize for me and my style so that my home is really organized. I'm now able to help literally hundreds of thousands of families all over the world. Um, she says, I've just struggled with clutter most of my life. I still struggle with traditional organizing styles. Um, there are four distinct organizing styles. I call them clutter bugs, which is the name of my brand. You can sh um, and uh, you can find out what you are at clutterbug.com. And you can learn more about her and all the different styles if this goes too uh, fast for you and you just want to dig in deeper. Uh, decluttering. She does say that. So let's jump in to decluttering. This is the first step of getting organized because you can't organize if you don't have space for the organizing and the only way to have space for the organizing is to declutter and get rid of the things that you don't use or uh, or are not usable um, or you don't like. 
she said the biggest myth is that organizing gives you more space. This is a lie. Organizing makes things easier to find and put away, but it's decluttering that gives you more space. Decluttering rules. So it's time to get rid of all the junk you're not using or loving right now. If you haven't used it in the last 12 months, if you don't love it, and if you wouldn't buy it again, it's got to go. If you're not sure, it's got to go. So she goes one step further and says, even if you can't decide, if you're not sure, then it's got to go until, until you are sure. Um, but do I love it and would I use it again? And if the answer is no, then... Here's what you do. You either keep, you have, uh, uh, she has four different piles. Keep, toss, uh, donate, and does not belong in this room. Um, so that's how she divides. When she goes into a space to declutter, she either puts it in, does not belong in this space, keep, toss, and donate. Now, she says these are some things that you know you can get rid of right away. Old papers. Unless it's tax papers that you have to keep for a certain amount of time and you have paid your bills, those all paper can go because you can Google that information now. You can just about Google any information that you want. And if you do believe it's something that you need, take a picture of it and keep that filed on your phone. But get rid of all old papers, little used kitchen gadgets. You know, all those kitchen gadgets that you thought you were going to use and you never use. Or there are some things in, I found in my kitchen that I thought I actually needed and used. Um, and I put them in a box and stuck them in the garage. And if I pulled out something or I needed something, then I put it back in my kitchen. But if I, if it stayed in a box in the garage, then I waited a certain amount of time and then I just let it go. Um, CDs. Unless you're still listening to CDs, get rid of them. Any clothes that don't fit, you don't like, um, anything that's just sitting, any piece of clothing that's just sitting in your closet tormenting you by saying, hey, you spent money on this. Hey, you need to lose weight. Hey, you need to do this and you need to do that. If you have clothes sitting in your closet talking to you, and shaming you is how she puts it, then get rid of it. She says, take control of your home. This is about really taking control of your home. This is about breaking through that fantasy you, the you you want to be in the future. <laughs> the fantasy you, all of these things you thought you bought, uh, that you bought that were going to make you happy or make your life easier or gifts that you received and no and didn't use it's no longer time to dream about tomorrow the tomorrow you or the stuff you're gonna do with it tomorrow uh what's gonna fix your life is only filling your home with things that 
inspire you, that you love, that you use. So again, does not belong in this space, keep, toss, donate. Uh, organizing styles. Okay, so you're decluttered and now the next step is getting organized. But before you buy a bin or a basket or research Pinterest for some ideas, you need to know what works for you. Organization isn't one size fits all. There are four distinct organizing styles. She says, I discovered that my brain doesn't work in details. Now you've got the person that likes everything detailed and hidden. Then you've got the person that, you know, that just open bins and you can toss it in. And then um, there's the person that does not want anything hidden away and you have to have everything on display like a museum. And then there are those that are kind of in between. You, you know, you put them in clear bins so you can see what's in the bins, but you do want it kind of nice and neat and organized. So that this should help you a lot um, visual organizers. There are people who are visual organizers. She said she had a client that she would put everything away for. She organized it and put everything away and it looked fabulous, but a week later, everything was pulled out again and everything was spread all over. So she had organized her, she had put everything away, hidden away, and then found that everything was out and displayed again. So she had to rethink the way she organized for each client. And that's the way I have learned to uh, work with each client according to how their brain works, what their mannerisms. Now, there's always gonna be new habits that we have to break and new habits we have to adapt to, um, to stay organized but there are gonna be ways that just work for other people. It's not always gonna be Pinterest worthy. So um, she said, I had to really identify why are some of my clients pulling things back out and leaving stuff all over the place. Maybe it's because they don't want to forget about it and that's what they were telling me. It's out of sight, out of mind. If I put this in a drawer, I'll completely forget I even own it. Especially if you're trying to learn a new habit. Let's say a teenager starts breaking out and she needs to learn how to make the habit of washing her face every single day. I have read people say if she wears a, war, uh, a robe in the mornings, put the soap, the face cleanser in the pocket of her robe or, um, you know, put it somewhere where she will see it and remember to use it. Um, so those are visual because out of sight, out of mind, especially if it's an, you're trying to establish a new habit. Um, visual organizers, it's out of sight, out of mind. So they need to see their stuff. And that was the birth of the four organizing styles. So are you a micro organizer or a macro organizer? 
And are you a visual organizer or a hidden organizer? And we're going to break this down, all four of the different clutter bug styles right now. The cricket. Let's start first with the cricket. The cricket is the traditional organizer. I'm going to guess a lot of people that are able to stay organized, like Marie Kondo, are crickets. Most traditionally really organized people are crickets. And a cricket is a micro-organizer that prefers hidden storage. So they want things behind closed doors in cabinets and filing cabinets and closets, and they want to put away in a really detailed way. Almost all organizing products that you can buy are made for crickets, but this does not mean that a cricket does not have clutter or doesn't struggle with mess because they tend to want things so perfectly organized that they tend to wait until they have enough time to get it done perfectly. And then everything stays out until they're able to get it put back. So, uh, you know you're a cricket if you have neat, tiny piles all over the place waiting for you, for you to organize. So the thing that I really recommend for crickets is to let go of the idea of perfection. It's progress over perfection. You know where it is. You can always go back and make it perfect later. At least find a place, make a place, organize it, and then when you have time, come back and tweak it until you've made it as perfect as you'd like to make it. Okay? That's the cricket. Uh, they love filing cabinets, um, solid containers. Um, so I love, so I love ones for crickets, the organizers for crickets with lids that you can stack. So you can put all of your little items inside, but it's still, when you're opening up your cabinet, you're getting that visual simplicity. All right, now ladybugs. Now this is what I think I am. Um, the next organizing style is a ladybug. I, and, um, Cass Arson, the person writing this and talking about all of these, uh, organizing styles, she believes she's a, a ladybug. Uh, she also has mentioned that she has ADHD. So, um... Maybe some of us that have ADHD will all relate to this style. Then um, she says, ladybugs love visual simplicity, so they are hiders. They want everything out of sight like a cricket, but we don't do details. We are big picture thinkers. We're already on to the next thing. We've already lost interest, so we've already moved on. So when I'm done with something, honestly, I just don't think about putting it away. It isn't that I'm lazy. It isn't that I'm consciously like, oh, I'll just throw it there and deal with it later. I'm honestly just not even thinking about that thing, which usually translates to me shoving it in drawers and closets and, where, and wherever piles making giant messes in all of my hidden areas. So for ladybugs, it's really important that we set up 
macro systems, and what that means are big categories. No lids on any of our containers. I'm gonna tell you the truth, it means we love baskets a lot. So grabbing a big basket and throwing your things in there is just as easy as making a pile or shoving it in a drawer, but it's hidden and it, so therefore it looks pretty. Um, now, in my craft room, I do tend to be more of a cricket. So I think a lot of these styles depend on, you may be mostly a ladybug, but you can probably relate to a lot of different areas in different areas of your home, different types of styles. Um, also, don't worry about folding. Don't worry about folding your pajamas. You don't need to do that. You toss them into a bin that's labeled pajamas, but it's out of sight. Nobody sees it. It looks pretty because it's, and you can find your stuff. Organizing doesn't have to look like you're used to seeing on Pinterest or TV. Organizing isn't about what it looks like. It's about how it functions. It's about knowing where everything in your home is and being able to find it. One of the biggest traits I see with a lot of ladybugs is we care what our house looks like. We want it all pretty. But if we take the time to make our hidden spots pretty too, if we have all matching bins and baskets inside the closet, we're going to take time to actually keep those spaces neat. Yes, that definitely resonates with me. If I have all the little matchy bins and it looks cute, I will definitely put it back because I want it to look cute. Now, the bee organizer is the type that wants everything on display somewhat like a museum, I think. They're more the home edit. Everything's color coded um, because everything has is like a museum. Um, next, we're going to talk about the bee. The bee is a real micro organizer like a cricket. They're perfectionists a little bit. They want everything done in a really perfect way. They love lots of details and categories, but they're visual organizers, so they tend to leave things out. They want function, function, function. If they use their toaster every day, there's no way they're going to put it their toaster in a cabinet. And for me, I figure out if I'm going to use the toaster, I'll pull it out of the cabinet and use it. While I'm not using it, it's going to go in the cabinet because I don't use a toaster every single day. Now, my air fryer, I use every single day, so I'm not going to put that in a cabinet and pull it out. Um, so, but um, there's no way they're going to put their toaster in a cabinet if they're using something all the time. They want it out visual and easy to access. You know you're a bee if you love planning, if you love hooks and pegboards and visual systems that are really neat and perfect. It's so important for you that you know where everything is, you can see it and you can access it really quickly. Um, I'm sort of like that in my uh, craft room, but I do have one of those um, craft uh, organizers that I can actually close up, but I do have it all nice 
and displayed perfectly um, so that I can grab things easily. Because crafting is one of those areas, crafting is one of those that you want to be able to grab things easily. And that's the way some men are with their tools. You know, they may not be organized inside the house, but sometimes their tools will be well organized because they want ease of use. So some men's can be be, uh, be organizers with their tools. Um, now, my husband has happens to be a butterfly with tools and with um, everything. He's a butterfly. He takes it out, spreads it all out, leaves it out, has to see it. It's visual. But we'll get to to the rest of this. Um, says, um, everything's about function. You know you're a bee. Oh, okay, we already read that. This doesn't mean you love clutter. This doesn't mean you want your whole house to attack your eyes. It means every, your everyday important things, you would rather have them be functional and easy to access and visual than hidden away in a drawer. Clear containers, hooks, and pegboards. Some items that really work for bees are clear containers like jars. Jars are your friend. Jars, uh, bees love hooks, pegboards. We had already said that. Um, but again, letting go. Bees do struggle with one thing more than any other bug, and that's letting go. And this is why they're visual. So visual organizers have emotional attachment to their stuff more than hidden organizers. It's like they see it and they and they see the memory that's attached to it, but they also have that logical brain. So what if I need this one day? I could use it. If I get rid of that, it's like getting rid of $20 because it costs $20 to replace. Or maybe I'll take that old sweater and I'll make a teddy bear out of it. Now, I do go through that with my crafting, but I've also learned ways to to not spread out and still have access to my stuff. And it's called um, unfinished project bins. That way everything in the unfinished project bin is all together. You pull the whole bin out. You can work on the project, put the whole bin out and everything's still left out, but it's still not left out if you know what I mean. Um, so these are your recyclers. They, they're all about just not being wasteful and reusing things. And a lot of this comes from anxiety, comes from anxiety to make a mistake. You're afraid to make a mistake. You have that little bit of perfectionism in you. And so you want to make sure not only that you're using everything properly, but that you're not wasting things or you're not getting rid of something that can be done better. Now, some of us have that not just because we're bees, uh, but some of us have it just because our grandparents were raised in the depression and then they pass that on to their children and then their children were didn't have money so then they pass that down to their children and and 
if you've married someone that makes money and you don't have uh, that poverty mindset, sometimes that poverty mindset that is passed down causes anxiety. Um, you've learned to recycle. You've learned to to be very thrifty and to reuse and to not let anything go and to buy things that are on sale. Uh, it's an anxiety thing. Now, for me, I've learned two things that helped me let go. Now, I still have things that I really love and that are hard to let go. We all have that. But one is I learned that just if I let go of something that I am going to need later, I have to trust that God's going to provide. He provided for me when I bought it the first time. He'll provide. It's not that I'm going to be wasteful. It's just that I, if it's something that I really need, God will provide all my needs. Second, a lot of things can be repurchased at Goodwill. So those things, that those two reasons, I am now able to let go of things a lot better. Uh, and plus, now the third one is just because I have a husband that is a very good provider. And of course, I have my organizing business. So I um, don't have to struggle as much as I did when we first got married and we were both going to college and we didn't have, you know, we didn't even have enough money. Our, our dates were 25 cent ice cream sandwiches at the corner store or uh, uh, five burgers, five fries for $5. That was our first year of marriage. And I don't have any regrets. But now we're able to, um, to, you know, we, we're not as tight as we used to be. So those are things that uh, help m me. But yes, sometimes that anxiety and that poverty mindset is passed down from generation to generation. A lot of bees hold on to something until they can find the perfect person to let it go to. And this adds up to very cluttered homes. Most of the hoarders that uh, tend to fall in this category, okay? Uh, they, their stuff is very organized to them. But the reason they're not letting it go is because they're struggling with the visual emotional attachment, that logical brain attachment. So for you, more than any other bug, you really need to push through the fear and anxiety and let go of all the excess, all the things that aren't serving you today. Uh, the butterfly organizer. Last but not least, we have the beautiful butterfly. A butterfly is the opposite of a traditional organizer in every way. A butterfly is a visual organizer, but they need macro, fast, easy solutions. They're big picture thinkers. They're done with the towel. They're not thinking about that towel. It drops onto the floor. It's not that they're lazy. If you have small children, trust me, they're butterflies. Almost all little kids are butterflies, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. They spread their things out or leave little trails as they walk around the home because they're just not thinking about 
putting things away. That's how their brain works. That's why we start when our children are very, very young and teach them organizing skills. Now, some will always be butterflies, but it can be harnessed. It can be trained. It can be learned. Organizing can be learned. They don't want to put things in closets and behind closed doors. And sometimes this is psychological. It's subconscious. It's not that they're purposely not putting the clothes in the hamper or in the closet. It's that their brain is telling them if you put things behind a closed door and you shut that door, it's gone forever. So butterflies also struggle with that visual forgetfulness. Um, it's in the deep abyss and this is why a lot of butterflies leave cabinet doors open in the kitchen all the time. They leave closet doors open. They leave drawers open. And if you live with a butterfly, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're a butterfly, you know exactly what you're, she's talking about. Clear containers, hooks, and labels work for those organizers. Everything has to be visual. Um, so... <sighs> Um, you have to work with your natural tendency. Look at clear containers. Have a lot of labels. Have hooks instead of hangers. If you're coming in the door and you're dropping your coat on the floor, you're hanging it on a banister, the back of a chair. If you're hanging it on a doorknob, get hooks instead. Put a hook right there by the front door. Does it look as pretty as behind a closet door? No, it doesn't. But it's better than being hung on the, just thrown on the floor or uh, thrown wherever you come in the door. At least it's on a hook and um, you know where it's at. Don't fight your natural tendencies. If you're kicking off your shoes into a pile, don't beat yourself up because you're not going on the shoe rack in the closet. Get a big basket right where you normally kick them off and put them in there. This is about creating simple solutions. Now, the, this stuff that I'm going over right here is going to help a lot of those that are really, really strong. Uh, struggle with being a, a, a butterfly and just dropping things where they where they are. If your kids are taking off their dirty clothes and dropping it on the floor instead of a pile and instead of putting them a laundry hamper in their closet, put the laundry hamper where they tend to take their clothes off. Maybe you, uh, maybe you take your shoes off next to your bed. Maybe you take your clothes off next to your bed. Have a bin under your bed for those things to go in. Uh, the dirty clothes hamper and the shoe bin. Maybe underneath the bed. Now for me, what I did was I decided to start changing. Although I do have a, a, a it's a small walk-in closet, but it is a walk-in closet. When I change clothes, I go directly to my closet. I change clothes in the closet. Now, um, I'm not like going into the closet, closing the door and hiding. I'm just going into the closet. I have a dirty clothes hamper there. So the dirty clothes goes in the dirty clothes. And um, 
I'm able to, if um, I didn't, you know, if I'm not going to wash my jeans right away, if I'm going to wear my jeans again, they go back on the hanger. I kind of rotate my clothes. Um, but with the pandemic, I, I, don't, I only tend to wear my clothes once now with the pandemic and they go washed. But before the pandemic, sometimes because I just wore them to work and came home and I just would, I would wear my clothes again before I wash them. I don't know how, you know, if everybody does that, but I didn't always wash my clothes just wearing them once. Okay. Especially if I just went to the office and sat most of the day and then came back. Now, of course, if I was outside and I was, you know, doing a lot of hard work, then of course. Um, but, um, but now with the pandemic, I never wear my clothes again. I, I always wash them right, right away. But let's get back to this. If you're coming home and you're piling your papers all over the kitchen counter, have a wire or clear basket right there to catch them. That way, at least it looks nice and neat and it's somewhat hidden away. Uh, set up systems that are designed for how your brain works. Um, if you're not going to pick up the lid to put your dirty clothes into the hamper, get a hamper that doesn't have a lid so it just goes into the hamper. Um, I also bought my husband hamper that once you put the dirty clothes in the hamper, you could grab just the bag inside the hamper and take it with you to wash your laundry, empty it in, and then you uh, bring that bag back to your um, room. You don't have to take the whole hamper. Um, so he still lays his dirty clothes on top of the open hamper, but what am I going to do? Right. Um, you either make peace or you fight for the rest of your life. And I'm not willing to actually fight. I'd rather just make peace. So it's okay. He does his own laundry. So what do you do? Um, you, you have to make compromises, but vertical space. The most important thing you could do as a butterfly is take advantage of vertical space or, or wall space. That means shelving everywhere. So much shelving and wall organizers. Um, so now hopefully you know your style. You can also take the free Clutterbug quiz on the website at clutterbug.com. And, um, now I think I probably, let's see here. What do we, all right, now let's go on to organizing. Where do you start? What do you do? Um, I want you to go all over your home and gather these all uh, items together in, into categories. Well, you're going to go into the space that you're trying to organize because you're going to organize one space at a time. But what you're going to do is 
where's the, when you pick up an item and ask, where is the first place I would look for this item? And here's an example. She says, I want you to go all over your home and gather these together into a category. And then I want you to ask yourself, where's the first place I would look for batteries? Where's the first place I would look for extra bathroom products? That is where you should create the home. Where do I use this the most often? That's where you want to create the home for these items. So you're going to pick up the item and using batteries as an example, where would I look for batteries? Um, assign a proper home first. Before you buy a basket, before you buy a container, you need to know where it should live, where its home should be, what room and where in that room it should go. And then you can measure and go ahead, go and buy your containers, wherever you buy containers, uh, Dollar Tree, Walmart, um, the container store, whatever works for your style that fits that space. But before you do any buying, any sorting, any organizing, it's important that you assign a proper home. This is a huge problem, something that people just don't do that contributes to clutter. People are using uh, clutter that people are using. Okay, um, it's about analyzing your home and your stuff and saying, where am I using this? Is it hard to put away? Is that why I have a big pile? Am I not going to walk my rear all the way back to the garage to put the hammer away? I'm not going to do that. So I need to have a spot for the hammer right here close by. Um, and for me, I... I I used to have a junk drawer, but now it's called a utility drawer. That's where I have my batteries. That's where I have my measuring tape, hammer, a level, all those things that used to get lost in the garage that I, I had to keep going to Home Depot to buy an, another one just so that I could get a project done. Well, actually, it's more my husband because, remember, he's... A butterfly he leaves everything everywhere and um, I have to remind him to put those things back so my husband has his own ha hammer I have my own hammer and then we have an extra one in the utility drawer he has his measuring tape I have my measuring tape actually he has several measuring tapes but we kept losing them so now I have one in the utility drawer so it's taking what you are um, always looking for and making a space for it so that you can always find it. Um, now, so assigning homes, assigning spots for your everyday used items. It is critical to have long-term organizing success. Okay, so you're decluttered, you're, you're organizing... Okay, so you've decluttered your organizing style. You have assigned homes. Now the final step is putting your stuff away. This is the fun part, really, because you get to go shopping for those bins, and then you get to put your organize your things. I absolutely love this big 12 by 12 container. Um, she loves 12 by 12 containers. Um, 
because she can use them. You can find them anywhere. They're just perfect for every hidden spot, especially if you're a macro organizer like a ladybug or a butterfly. But they also have a lot of smaller containers that are perfect for bees and crickets too. Yeah, so I'm a ladybug, my husband's a butterfly. You need drawer dividers. Every drawer should have drawer dividers. And the best place she feels is Dollar Tree um, because they have some with the little rubber on the bottom and they don't slide back and forth and they're, they're inexpensive. So measure your space, get an idea of the size of containers you need and um, go buy your bins. All right. Now, we're going to review real quick Cass, Arson, the four organizing styles. Learn some really easy tips to declutter. Identify your organizing, organizing style so that you never have to feel and discover some easy... So, have to feel. There's some typos in here in this article. Um... You never have to discover some easy solutions from the Dollar Tree so that you can get organized on a crazy small budget. She loves Dollar Tree because you can get organized on a small budget. The best, the biggest myth, she says, is that organizing gives you more space. This is a lie. Organizing makes things easier to find and put away, but it's the decluttering that gives you more space. Uh... She says, I'm a little bit different in that I am a recovering super slob. I struggled with absolute mess and clutter the first 30 years of my life. I tried and failed. I felt like a failure as a mom and a homeowner and a wife. I'm still not naturally organized person despite lots of practice, but I found ways I found ways to organize for me and my style so that my home is really organized and nice and neat and tidy. Uh, the best way to declutter is to have organizing rules. And the rules are, if you haven't used it in the last 12 months, if you don't love it, and if you wouldn't buy it again, it's got to go. If you're not sure, it's got to go. Learn your organizing style. Are you a macro or a micro organizer? Visual organizer. Don't fight against your nature, but embrace it. Learning organizing techniques that com complement your natural organizing style. Don't fight your natural tendencies. If you're kicking off your shoes into a pile, don't beat yourself up because you're not going on, they're not going on the shoe rack in the closet. Get a big basket right where you normally kick them and kick them into there. This is about creating simple solutions. Look in all of those little things, look in all of those little things like your closet, your drawers, your hidden spaces, pull things out and ask yourself, have I used it in the last 12 months? Do I love it? And would I use it again? And if the answer is no, into the donation bag it goes. Or you can recycle, donate, throw away. Before you buy a basket, before you buy a container, you need to know where your stuff should live, 
where its home should be, what room and where in that room it should go, and then you can measure and go ahead, go to your, even your dollar store and find containers that work for your style and that fit that space. Once you have figured out your organizing style and found a home for your stuff, the fun begins and you can put everything away in its place. All right, guys, this one was a fun one and it's the most useful and the most helpful and it's how I help you organize your space as a professional organizer because I tend to try to go with your natural tendencies. Now there's still habits that have to be formed. You know, if you kick if you're used to kicking your shoes off on the floor and you now have a basket in that exact spot to put your shoes in, you still have to put your shoes in there. They're not going to just magically come off of your feet into the basket. So you do still have to build in some habits and as you're, but you can also move that basket little by little until you have it where you want it to be. It, you can build these new habits and you can rebuild newer habits as time goes by. Just like with me, I decided to dress in my closet so that all of my clothes and shoes and all of that didn't wind up hung on a chair or laying on the floor or etc. Now, they're, if I do throw them on the floor, which I don't, but if I do, at least they're in the closet and I can close the closet door and pick them up at the end of the day or whatever. Um, so it's just little tiny tweaks that go with your natural way of um, doing, you're already doing things naturally and tweaking it to make it look nicer and neater and tidier and easier to, uh, to clean. All right, guys, thank you for listening and thank you for watching. And I want to see you on the next podcast. Thank you.